Hello foodies, hope you're all well. Glad January's over, dry January's over, all our diets are over. Although January was a good month for us, recorded some great interviews and we had lots of great food to eat. Uh, I managed to get down to past guests and friends of the podcast, Juju's, for brunch. Had the giant full English inside the loaf of bread. Seriously underestimated the size of that thing. I, I couldn't even finish it, which is unheard of for me. Paid a visit to Digbeth Dining Club, purposely chose a night where they, there was a few different traders that I'd not tried before yet. Had a delicious pork bayo from Wallace and Sons, keeping my uh, bayo obsession going. Had a flat donut from Flats. I went for the s'mores one. There was a special amp they had on that night with all the homemade toasted marshmallow and chocolate sauce and biscoffy biscuits. Brilliant. It was excellent. Also met up with future guest Naomi from Morridge. Tried some of their Marriages and Arancini balls. They were excellent. Something a bit different. Uh, they came with a plum sauce, which was really good. Really, really good. Weekend just gone. I finally get to Mockingbird Cinema. Food was really good. They were showing my favourite film, Lost Boys. As we were in Digbeth, thought it'd be criminal not to go nip over to Digbeth Dining Club to see our old friend Ollie from the Brownie Bus. Got some of them Brownie Bad Boys. Also went to Little Blackwood in Mosley on Saturday evening. What a great restaurant that is. Back to today's episode. Brilliant chat with Sebastian Clough, a young baker who trained at UCB before carrying on his training stateside in Chicago. Sebastian has opened his own bakery in Sutton Coalfield, selling amazing handmade bread, cakes, muffins and all sorts of delicious baked goods. I was interested in hearing his story and learning what it's like to take a passion and a talent and to turn that into a business. It was good to hear his ambitions and what the future might hold for his bakery on the breadline. I recorded this back in November. Unfortunately, when I'd booked Sebastian in for recording, I'd failed to take notice of what date it was, so we actually recorded it at his bakery, which is opposite a school, which happens to have had a bonfire display on because it was actually November the 5th, so it was a bit of an amateur kind of rookie mistake by myself it's not too bad there is fireworks for maybe the first three minutes but once you get past that it's it's fairly good so apologies for the sound quality there um, i've tried to do it my best with the editing on it but you can still hear them but if you get past them first three minutes it's, we have a great little chat we've had a bit of a feedback about the quality sound quality of some of our podcasts and it's something we're working on. We've actually brought on someone now to take on the editing to make sure they all sound brilliant. So hopefully there'll be a nice change in that. Anyway, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sebastian Clough. I'm Sebastian Clough. I set it up about eight months ago now. Best decision of my life, really. That's really is. The breadline. Yeah, right? on the breadline. Yeah. It was a... Uh, I've been working for towards this dream for about since I was eleven. Yeah. Used to go to college at eleven just to bake at home at the UCB. That's the what's this? University for? College Burma. That's it. Yeah. Used to be a college affair. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, have you always been interested in baking? Or? Well, I was firstly interested in the cooking side, 
and always have a part-time jobs as a pot wash. Yeah. And then I found it was like a too much of a dragging job. And then I was pushed over into the pastry side and just fell in love straight away. So where was that? Uh, I started in Balfrey. That was my first like, first job was the Balfrey. Yeah. Like off course. Uh, I did work experience there. And then I went down to London at the Bowser's Island in Covent Garden for work experience. Oh, just, nice. Just fell in love with pastry, really. That's where the baking comes from. How long were you down in Covent Garden? Uh, three weeks, four weeks. Did yeah. you learn a lot while you were there? Or? Yeah, it was it was very interesting yeah. to see like different like at the Balfour it's more relaxed and you get to talk. Where down there it's like full on job, so passionate people around you. It was it was a lot to learn more personally than about the work. It was more how people were working in the industry down in London yeah it's the passion I yeah. think when you walk into a kitchen yeah. you look around and you can see it and everybody's yeah. always everybody's real passion they wouldn't want to be anywhere yeah. else when you've got someone that's on it and it's what they like to do and you're just the person that's coming just starting out that was just starting out it was really insight to what I could push myself to Making a big part of your childhood. Uh, it wasn't really. I did like the normal baking with my nan and bits with my mom, but it wasn't really a thing. I wanted to start out as a normal lad. Want to play soccer? Want to play rugby? Sports? Yeah. And then that dissolved into nothing. And then it was, it was baking from then on. It was. I can't, I can't really see myself doing anything other than baking. baking. Yeah. Um, what about food in general? Food, big, big place in yeah. the family home. Yeah, food is a big place, as you can. <laughs> but yeah, food. I love, I love trying new things. That's that's one of my passions as well. Did you have a favourite kind of food growing up, or something you like uh, to cook? Or? My mum's lasagna is the, probably the one. Yeah. No one can beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like trying different cultures of food. That's the different flavours, different different spices, different herbs. I had about a year off because a year off I was planning this. This was my year off. What I could do, and then I was like, do uh, at that point where I was thinking of not doing uni. There was a uni course that was out there, but I didn't really want to do the uni course because it entitled of paperwork. And my skill set is writing is not that good. Yeah. And I wanted something that's hands-on and I'm learning visually. And I found this course in Chicago. That's where I studied for six and a half months at the French Pastry School in Chicago downtown. Amazing. Uh, did you have family there or something called? No, it to, was... What made you find... Um, it, was, it was at that point of my life I wanted to travel a little bit as well. So I was like, let's see. Firstly, I wanted to go to France, the home of pastry, the home of baking. But the, at the course that I was looking at, you had to speak fluent French and... 
my French is not fluent. <laughs> and uh, so I was looking round, and then I came across this course, phoned them up, had a Skype call. It was interesting. Then I read about it a bit more, and I chose to see if I... Well, I p- applied at first to see if I qualified as one of their students. And then I had to do all the visa and then see if I was accepted and then finally I was on my way in July 2016 going to Chicago for nearly seven months exciting times yeah (laughs) where did you go after you finished in Chicago then I came back to the UK and then it was really planning this and getting everything ready like the equipment where I was going to base looking for units at first where it really wasn't working out I was looking for units and really I was I would have been shut literally eight months later yeah just the cost and then luckily this was my last chance of setting up at home where we had two stables that we didn't really use there was nothing in them except storage and that was it from then on it was just a full on 100% push to open up in 2018 like the products and everything that you cooked in America it's a much difference between what they eat there and what we we oh it's it's there wasn't a big difference but there was a difference in quality that's what I found our food is made with better quality products where the Americans, it's more like sugar, 100% sugars and... Corn syrup. Yeah. Where ours is, you go more into detail in the recipe. But I learned a lot because I was working under world champion pastry chefs, world champion bakers. So it was the technique. You, yeah. You really learned the technique yeah. while you were there. Just how important is the quality of the ingredients, do you know? The quality is very important in my baking I, I find the more quality you can you can use without spending that much your products are 100% better that's what I found it took me about 6 to 7 months to find a really good flour mill company and a, the flour has not been the flour I use is amazing. My products. Where's where is it? Is it like uh, it's uh, FWP Matthews in the Cotswolds. They've worked wonders. I've used them now since I've opened. Is there any kind of time where you were thinking? How many times did you? How long did you say you were looking for flour? Uh, six it's, to seven months. Did, just any testing. time you just thought, "Wow, sod this! I'm just going to use this one because." There was times, but then I thought to myself, if I don't do it properly now, and then I open and then people are not really interested or tasting products where they're disappointed in flavours or different disappointed in where that would have really like took a step back like where I would have thought to myself, have I done it properly or have I done this right or that right? So you basically knew there's quite a few bakeries about. Yeah. But to stand out, you needed to have the top quality. Yeah. yeah. The, to stand out as well, uh, there's bakeries about, but I'd like to see more bakeries. I'd like to see 
going back into like years and years ago where I'd love to see that time where you had to go to a butcher's to get meat. You had to get go to the bakery to get bread. That's what I'd love to see back. I think, I, I think in a little way, I think we are kind we're of moving back to that. Yeah, a we're bit. slowly getting where people want the quality and the homegrown products. And I think we're re- quickly realising that it's not all about the bread that you get in its wrapper and you can leave it on the side for a week and it's still not green. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking, well, there's got to be something yeah. wrong with this that means it's not going up. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I mean, if only uh, the high street's dying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> If only we could get a few more butchers and a few more bakers. Yeah. Or even homegrown products where just for shoes, clothes. I, think, again, I it, think it will go to that. I think. It, it will slowly come back because the internet's killing everywhere. So people have got to find some way of making the they're out of the internet because soon it's going to be socially where people just don't socialise. Where I find this, now it's been open eight months, I've, I found this is like a community where people have come and just, you know, the five to ten minute talks of people I find so interesting when they try and like speak to me about my products and how good they are or how's your morning, how's your day. You know, you don't really get that anymore. I think it probably makes the customer feel appreciated. Yeah. And it probably makes you think, I'm going to have to raise my game here because yeah. I'm going to actually care about these people. Yeah. It, it, was, it was interesting to start off with because I'm not a person to socialise at first. Like, I'm quite like shy, not talkative. But over the last eight months, I've seen myself change so much personally. It has been a life-changing experience for me, actually. Speaking, how have you found your step up from just baking and working from some, for somebody else to going and owning your own business? There's there's a massive step up, but I find myself that I wouldn't change anything. It was a big step up for working someone is like you have to do it all yourself. That's the one thing that shocked me the most. I know it was. It's like easy to say, oh, you got your own business, but to see the ins and outs of what you didn't know when you were working for someone, and now you're working for yourself, and you got to do the orders. Then you work, then you... Yeah, you got to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything was... is your, especially as you're on your own. Yeah. Everything's your responsibility. But it's... Like I've said to loads of people that's asked me, it's a learning curve for me at the moment. I'm not 100% nobody at all. I can't be. Nobody is. Yeah. So it's learning for me to be understanding where I've got to improve. That's what I'm trying to do over the next, say, 18 months. Try and really improve on what I'm doing. Sell a good product, but improve, like, the background where I'm doing orders and that because it's quite confusing to me at the moment because I've never done it before yeah so hopefully it just falls into place have you had to do any like 
learning or anything like that for like how have you gone it because some people might be thinking oh, I'm, I'm a really good cook I'm just going to go and open a restaurant yeah. but it's not that easy so I'm just yeah. wondering if you picked also, up any books or I haven't really picked up anything or read anything I've read on the internet but it, I've gone more like trial and error yeah to learn myself learn by fire yeah that's how I learn I can't yeah. I can't sit there down and read a book for hours it's not me I have to yeah. learn by my errors or my understanding of stuff is visually it's not reading yeah yeah absolutely uh, everyone's different I think yeah. like, like I need to pick up a book and I have to study that book maybe yeah. three times and then I've got it whereas yeah. most of the time if I do it and then do it wrong I don't, I don't normally learn I just yeah. take it badly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all different yeah. um, so I know you've kind of been on your own but have you had any kind of mentors or anyone yeah, I, a lot of help or I've had a few mentors. The mentors are really from college and the school in Chicago. The, the lecturers from the UCB in Birmingham keep in touch, and they've offered like if I need anything or want to know anything, they're always there. And then the same in Chicago, really. The pastry chefs have really opened a book for me just to pick their knowledge, really if I need anything or questions or just a phone call they're there so in it's, fairness that's better than any textbook yeah yeah. just picking up their knowledge of what they've done in the past what I could improve on myself That that's what's been big as well people around me that's that's pushed me to where like I need to concentrate more or I need to pick up a little bit how do you kind of keep evaluating? Like you keep you keep saying, oh, I need to improve. Have you got a system that you'll sit back and maybe you, you've got like a spreadsheet or something? Have you no, got any- it's more when I value things, it's where the customers have left, left a review or they've come into the shop and they've gone, oh, can I speak to Sebastian? And they've personally come in to tell me, the products are great. That's where I value myself. It's just that personal touch where people take their time out to tell me that I've done something great. Is That's where I find I value myself. That's where you value it. I just want to ask you about... I've, I've made quite a few things from here. Yeah. And I've loved every one of them. <laughs> uh, what would you say was your... Um, your biggest seller like what's uh, people the, go crazy for the biggest seller was six about the first six months it was definitely chocolate and chilli bread that was amazing how much that picked up and then people were asking for different things and then it was a green olive and black truffle green olive and white truffle for catcher and then I've come up with different ideas flavours it was it's been interesting really because people are like how do you come up with your products or how do you it's like a sense of my imagination that's what I say to people yeah because it's good because I think you can like you've got M&M muffins 
you can be fairly confident that they're going to sell well. Yeah. But then when you when you put out a focaccia that is white truffle and olive, yeah, not everyone's going to love that. Like. No, it's. Uh, I find I do like where the first six five months I was doing tasters and that's where people were like wow he he knows some stuff to what he can put in bread and then people like spreading the word and then more people were tasting and people today still like chocolate and chilli still want my green olive and white truffle you don't do much advertising just social media yeah I haven't really took that next step of advertising yet. I wanted to just see the first 12 months of what people would think. And I didn't want to push out there and then I've got to do too much stuff and I can't do it myself. And then I'm folding back on myself. And I wanted just to push easy and then slowly just glide upwards and upwards and grow grow yeah. with the business a sensible way of doing it yeah has there been anything that's been real tough or any anything that's gone wrong or uh, the toughness was probably the first month really that was the tough of getting up you know I worked for someone you had to be in uh, the shop by five I'm up at half twelve every morning just after midnight that was the proper feeling of toughness where I had to do it this and it's not no like <laughs> it, it was not like I could rely on someone else it was I had to get up because it's my business and I had to produce what I can in the amount of time before we open that was the tough part really but everything else has just been a learning experience for me really that's what I've found where do you see on the breadline in 12 months I'd love to see on the breadline in May Green push myself that much probably further to be in Marlbury Walkway I'd love to be in the local proper area where I'm out the way at the moment but people are still coming to me I'd love to make myself a proper name in May Green where I'm in the middle of May Green it's a very busy town um just it's, outside Sutton Coffee. Yeah, it's, it's just slowly picking up. A new kind of um, shopping centre built. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's slowly picking itself up. It's been, it's needed it, and I'd love to be in there the, in the next 12 to 18 months. So that's where you're aiming to be. Yeah. What's the best uh, part of your job? The best part has to be waking up to silence and making bread. I love. I love the feeling of getting up and making bread now. It's enough. Before it's like, oh, I've got to get up, I've got to do this. Now it's like I'm awake and at half twelve I can't I can't be there in there quick enough in the kitchen to make bread. I just love the bread side of it. What's the worst? Worst is come Saturday and Sunday where I'm tired. My muscles ache, my legs ache, but I've still got to push through the Saturday and Sunday morning, early mornings. Would that be your busiest times? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The come the weekend, especially Saturday. Saturdays, I have a queue through the gate. It's 
Yeah. It's amazing to see, but it's weird to see that people want my product. It's it hasn't really hit me yet, <laughs> but it's amazing. But that's the hard part when when you're tired and you can't say to, oh, I need a day off or. I don't like having a day off because I love it too much. It's so you have Mondays and Tuesdays the shops closed. Yeah. What do you do? What do you like to do in your spare time? Do you have any hobbies? Or? I'm a massive movie buff. That's my main. Yeah. I love going to cinema just to chill out and then just relax. Really. Seen anything good lately? Or uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Uh, can't really say it, but <laughs> yeah, that Bohemian is a, Rhapsody. Yeah, that's good it. Film. That's amazing film. That is. Yeah. I'd recommend anyone wants to go and see it. Favourite film all Ooh. time? Favourite film? Sully. Sully? Yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen uh, it. Tom Hanks with the oh, aeroplane that yeah, lands on yeah, Hudson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good film, yeah. Yeah, really That's good film. A very good storytelling movie days. It's a good way of kind of taking your mind off business yeah. and baking. Yeah, I it's think... It's a bit of escapism. As, as a business owner I think you need that time to escape whatever your business is because you can't you can't work 24-7 even even if you do love it you just can't you you just you burn yourself out and then I didn't go anywhere for the first four months because I was too concentrated and then I was talking to people and they were saying you need to separate your life from business and your life from social things. And in the last month and a half, two months, it's made a massive difference. How did you get on with social media? Did you ever receive any like the famous negativity of Twitter? Or uh, there's always a few trials, I suppose. There's there's been a few, but I, I don't mind negativity. I turn it into a positive. I don't think negativity can get. I think that the only way you'll ever succeed is if you've got like the perfect attitude for it. Yeah. Well, I I just don't see negativity as a down or anything. It's more like, oh, thanks. Now I know what I need to improve. It's not like, oh, you're going to turn me off baking. It's, I need to improve on that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a great way of looking at it, a really good way of looking at it. Just food in general, is there anywhere you like to eat out in Birmingham or have you got any favourite restaurants? Favourite restaurant is Adams in Birmingham. Love that. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adams is a very nice restaurant. Uh, what else? There's a few. I like going, there's a new restaurant. Can't you know. There is a new restaurant in Bangor that's just recently opened. There seems to be one opening every week at the minute. It's absolutely crazy. The food scene is perfect at the moment. It's kind of like, do you know, we were saying about we'd like to go back to the days of like uh, butchers and greengrocers and uh, a bakery. I've noticed, especially since I've started looking out for it because I'm doing this podcast, but places like Prezzo and all them, they seem to be struggling. Yeah. Yeah, there's a like absolutely cracking independent bar or restaurant opening nearly what feels like every month. Like. Yeah, I think it. I think people think too much of the big names now. It's like 
they want the local people to own their local pub or the local restaurant where they can have that interaction of the business owner. You know where the, you spend your good money in there. Yeah. You know where it's going. You can see yeah. it's, it's helping my mate Sebastian. He's got he works hard and he's got his own little bakery and he's yeah. plugging away. People feel better for that. Yeah. I, do, I, I, I just think it's a good time for food at the moment. It's a brilliant time, cultural wise as well. So many different restaurants, Italian, Indian. Chinese. One of the best things about Birmingham. Yeah, it's so the mixing part of culture that yeah, is in Birmingham. So mixed, lucky. but amazing at the same time to get so much flavours, and we're so lucky to have it in Birmingham. That's the best thing about it. What advice would you give for somebody who wants to start their own food business? Ooh, um, the best advice I could is just go for it. It's not... I was so worried uh, at the beginning and nervous of not being able to accomplish of what my dreams was and too worried of what people said. Or, But I'd just say go for it. Make sure you've got some... A few people, not just one or two, a few people that could mentor you or you could phone or talk to. That was the big difference in where I'm today. It was, I I got to a point where like, I could open a month ago or two months before I actually opened, but it was mentally, or I had a mental block where I was worried that if, I was worried that, wouldn't have for customers or I wouldn't make it or I wouldn't but I just I, I got to a stage where I just pushed and just opened how did you get over that like the, the stuff did you have somebody call you out and say it was listen Sebastian you've got it you know what you need to do you want to do it you're just stalling yeah you know? it, there was, it was my mum and dad was mainly but it was my friends that actually push me and push me and push me it was like when you open him when you open him we can't wait we can't wait even just customers when like I was putting on social medias where when I'm opening and it was like we can't wait we can't wait to taste I think it got it got so so many people were pushing it was like you know what I have to just take a risk and it was the best risk I've ever took and I, if anyone wanted to open a, their own business I'd just say just push yourself to do it don't matter what people say just do it for yourself That's all that self doubt that yeah, everybody has yeah just go that was the is there anything you would have done differently nope not one thing I would change like now looking back over the last eight months where it was like oh I wish I did that I wish I did this or I wish I did this different it's I've never talked about doing anything different it was like oh I'm looking back at it I was like wow I can't believe personally I've done that well you have done that and <laughs> you've got an absolutely cracking person and um, 
we're probably just going to be wrapping it up now. Um, yeah. Do you want to plug your social media? Where can we find you on yeah. Facebook? So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at on the Breadline. You on, you on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter at the no, moment. But it's just Facebook and Instagram at the moment. But that, that hopefully getting social. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on, on the breadline. On the breadline. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I think you've got an absolutely cracking attitude, and I think the mentality you have, you just it's it's a surefire hit. You, I don't see how you're not going to succeed. Thank I think, you. I think from what I've learned doing this podcast tonight. You've just got the positivity and the, all the attributes to make this succeed. And I, I just wish you all the best. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks a lot, Sebastian. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for making me a guest as well. It was uh, very interested as well. <laughs> no, well, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you all enjoyed that. Remember, we have a little blog uh, where we put up all the show notes and we did a little write-ups about some of the restaurants we like and we put little articles and bits and pieces like that. It's our website. It's at breakingbreadpodcastuk.blog. Uh, also, check out our uh, Instagram. We have a load of good pictures up of all the food we love to eat. And on the other occasion, we cook at home. We stick some of them pictures up as well. Um, links to all of our social media and everyone else's social media who we interview and their websites can all be found on the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really does help. More importantly, if you do like the podcast, be sure to tell a friend. If you tell just one person, then it helps get the word around. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care.